Hey, everybody, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Pete Schermacher. And we're hard for Picard. Swing. <laughs> you know, that's how we really date ourselves with the Wayne's World reference. That's uh... hey, you know, it's never gets old, buddy. It's a classic. It's a classic. Hey, I mean, hell, from the guy who comes up with fucking Welcome Back Cotter references. So oh, no, hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it, you know. <laughs> well, I'm saying Swing is a little too new for me. You know, I'm, I'm usually, I'm, I'm, I'm a 52 year old guy who does like Jack Jack Benny fucking. I don't maybe maybe, maybe I should do. I maybe I should go. Hey, that's Riz. <laughs> Riz. <laughs> and this is the podcast where Pete and I are breaking down every episode of season three of Star Trek Picard. And without giving anything away, uh, the this week's episode, the new one uh, we watched yesterday, I, I texted you. I'm like. Yeah. So is this the, is this the one that gets Amanda Plummer that uh Emmy for guest star? Because wow, she was fantastic. Did uh, like giving the backstory, the villain backstory here. Uh, I thought she was tremendous. But and then, and again, she- again, great. We had some great. I mean, you know what? I don't give a shit. If they say, oh, there's too many cameos. There's so much fan service. It's a love letter. Fuck you. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, when going through the IMDb, uh, I've been seeing a bunch of this and it's, it was funny when it was on South Park, but other people using it just is nails on a chalkboard is, uh, I don't even know if you saw this, but member berries. Yep. The South Park with the member berries where they're making fun of Star Wars (laughs) and other stuff. So there's some of these reviewers like, Oh, they just got to give you all the member berries. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was funny when Trey and Matt did it. Okay. It's yeah. Yeah. It's not funny. And you know what? Give me all the fucking member berries. Shove them up my butt because yep. I'm loving every second of this. This is a sequel, not just to Next Gen. It's a sequel to Voyager and it's a sequel to Deep Space Nine. It's for it's, all, it's, it's all it, This is like actually, actually really, honest to God, I feel like this is truly, truly world building for Star Trek when you mm-hmm. think about it for with all they had. You know, it's like these are connections and here, oh, hey, there's this, there's this, there's this, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get to the show, there's some Star Trek news that dropped this week. Uh, they announced that uh, we'll see, uh, the next season of Strange New Worlds will be uh, coming in June. Uh, new season of uh, my favorite, Lower Decks, is right behind that. And, nice. both, and both of those shows are already renewed for, uh, for the following seasons. Awesome, they're, awesome. They're not going anywhere. and Because Discovery is ending. But in its place, Pete, I don't know if you saw this, we got, we're getting no, I have not. Star Trek Academy show. Um, that takes place obviously it starts which is something they've talked they've talked about that for years i mean years yeah they talked about oh maybe we should do a a kirk episode of star trek academy or maybe we should do a picard one doesn't matter you don't need a a normal you can do straight up new stuff if you got Mm -hmm. the right characters and if it's written right well the and what i read is this star trek academy takes place in the voyager not voyager discovery uh future universe future where they are so okay. well it'll probably right, cool. have one of my favorite characters from discovery you know discovery you know i i like discovery more than a lot of people do but it's you know it's got it's good things and bad things like we've talked about one of my favorite characters though is tilly i think tilly's yes. great love and, her 
she's going to be on there because remember she she now like teaches at, at the academy. So I think that'd be great. I think I work. I like her a lot. Yeah, she when she when she left the show in the last season, I was like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> I think she's yeah, I turned off on character. it. So I mean, it that's um, I did not know she left the show. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And one other thing they announced: uh, the new season of Star Trek Prodigy is coming back, which I'm super excited for. I don't know if you watched it. I'm it's, not. I know Janeway was on it as a cartoon character. It's for um, kids. It's a kid yeah. show. Now, granted, I'm a Star Trek completist, and I'm going to watch it. And you know what? As a kid show, it's still good Star Trek. It's just for kids. Right. And, and I also love it because my nephew, Drezzy, who we were just talking about, uh, um, not only has grown up with uh, wrestling uh, on his entire life, between me and his dad, Star Trek as well. Nothing's really ever grabbed him. He's plopped down and watched a little. Prodigy is now his Star Trek. That's, that's awesome. Yep, that's his entrance into the world world of it. He loves it, and uh, and you can and there's an there's a similarity in the animation style to the Star Wars cartoons a bit of the Clone Wars and stuff. A little bit, not totally, a little bit, but enough. Okay enough to wear and he loves those so enough to where that's what grabbed him at first and then you know wow a cool star trek show about a group of yeah, kids that's how my nephew yeah, got into uh star wars was through the clone wars you know mm, cartoons yeah. i could totally see that those were those clone wars cartoons were better than awesome. uh, a lot yeah. of the movies <laughs> true i loved the um and that's how they're able to bring all these great characters from them yeah. onto like the mandalorian and Oh, I mean, man. have you been watching the new season of Mandalorian? Of course. I mean, we okay. just saw a guy from Rebels just on the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. The special effects guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't been watching any of it because Boba Fett turned me off so much that I, lost I, I, I told you that, that that was, you know, it's so disappointing because he had Robert Rodriguez. You think it's going to be awesome. And he just fucking, was, there was moments I enjoyed, but I mean, for the most part, it was like, it was, uh, let me put it this way, Mandalorian, I still wake up early enough to watch it. Boba Fett was like, all right, I'll catch it in a day or two or something like that. Now, Because I, I was such a Star Wars nerd, I needed to watch it. Well, I've gotten halfway through Andor, and I love it. I just, Oh, Andor is, oh, dude. I need to finish Andor is like Andor is like anti-Star Wars in a way. It's like, That's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like it so much. <laughs> and, it, and it all feels, and that's uh, going to be more than one season, which I'm, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And that leads up to, uh, um, and you had uh, a lot of episodes too on top of it. You're able to take your time, and you yeah. know, and but that leads up to uh, Rogue One, which was like my favorite of the of new. Of the new, new ones, I 100 agree. Yeah, you know? I totally agree. Uh, but I gotta tell you, I was watching some of uh, that episode of The Mandalorian last night over my nephew and his parents' shoulders who were watching. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh, this is fun. This is fun." But I was also like, "So why did you sit down and watch it with him?" Because uh, I was what I was listening to something else that I was uh, Grateful Dead. No, no, no. It was probably wrestling uh, related, or no, I was or was I was watching Picard. I think. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> that might have been the best of uh, like Paul Jones Army. Okay. <laughs> well, no, well, that would have really that would have. I mean, still waiting for that one. You're oh, gonna you kidding me? <laughs> The yeah. T. Joe, I, I think Parv might come out of retirement to do that one with you. Two hours of T. Joe Khan. <laughs> two hours of T. Joe Khan. That's gonna. Well, well, let me tell you though. Here's the thing with that episode. What I did say, 
some of the fucking dialogue woof just like who wrote this fucking C- chat gtp there's a bad dialogue in, in that man. Yeah, I, I, guess, I can see that hey maybe that's my all i'm a, I'm a retreat guy i'm sitting I, i'm watching picard with like you know well-written dialogue i turn i'm watching the mandalorian i'm like oh so this is aimed at kids right because this feels like a, a kid show with this dialogue <laughs> that I'm yeah I mean, I, I got, yeah I mean I get it you know it's, I will it's, say I will say Apollo Creed was always made to be a uh, he always should have been in a star star a Star Wars uh, show I movie. think I what, one of my least favorite things in Mandalorian has been Carl Weathers I think he wow. is I think he is chewing the scenery and overacting in a horrible way and I like right, Carl see, Weathers I, I, I love Carl Weathers you know, he's just yeah I, I can see that I, I i can actually see that point but man he just seems like a guy who should be in a star wars uh, show or movie i i get it i get it and i of course i love carl weathers but yeah but boy some of his over the top deliver well that's just it like you watch andor and i'm like well this was obviously written by grown-ups so this is a show for grown-ups oh that, no no totally yeah I mean, that, was, that, 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 that was i mean so much low more low-key while this is more you know but I'm talking, the, the head. I'm talking about yeah. just the dialogue i'm like well this is a well-written show for adults and i t- watch a mandalorian i was like oh this is why 11 year olds like it because it was a very simplistic comic booky that makes sense. Dialogue, and yeah, you know? they have cool armor and all this shit. And you know, well, and can, when you were when you were and, a kid, and this show is actually was I think aimed at the prequel fans and stuff too, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was just I don't and also I was happy when they got rid of the of Grogu. I was like, okay, that that story arc's over. Luke Skywalker takes him. Let's get on to some new adventures. And yeah, I like, know. And we like, learned that. Like, well, we need to sell more toys and uh but, you know the, yeah the and see- we, we we and it was the thing is that's the other thing that like, not bothered me because i watched the boba fett episodes but they explained it in a boba fett episode you know yeah, well that just did the end of boba fett boba fett was so shitty at the end of the well, you just we need to just turn this into mandalorian that's what people yeah. liked right you're just all excited to see Luke skywalker ahsoka grogu uh making uh being the first student of his uh you know his jedi academy yeah, but I think a lot of it was like, well, no, people want to see him and the cute puppet. You know, that's what true. No, it's true. For, oh, yeah. You know, no, they probably said there's no way you got to bring him back. Yeah. You know, give me more of a, um, uh, give me a star, star Wars show with, um, uh, what's his face, the dude, uh, Timothy uh, Oliphant as the sheriff. Uh, Agreed. And you yeah. know, he's coming. He's got to be the man learning eventually. He's definitely got to be the, the guy he's got to be the guy on a fucking carl weathers planet dude give me give me one with the bill burr character the bill burr bill burr was the best actor who's been on that goddamn show bill burr was good he was <laughs> good much. you're right you're right i mean i'm a huge bill bill burr fan and to see him I mean, on he, that show and he hates star wars so it's not like he's doing it because he yeah. loves star wars well, he didn't hate it he used to just make fun of nerds and then now he, yeah he, he just it just wasn't his thing you know it's yeah. kind of a soup Right, which is why get more actors like that. Get more actors like that who don't aren't reverential to the right. No, I get material. I get you're going to get better performance. And one last Star Wars thing before we get to our Star Trek. Trek, yeah. uh, I think he's the two. Is uh, uh, you know who? I give me, give me. uh, I'll take Carl Weathers overacting. Then what's her face? The 
muscle bound chick that they had to fire for being a piece of shit. Oh yeah, well, well she's not an actress, really. Yeah, well, so she has all the acting skills of a wet cardboard box. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they didn't replace her with Ronda Rousey for Christ's sakes. I mean, yeah, yeah, on. yeah, right. Yeah, noted thespian Ronda Rousey, also a little yeah. problem, also a little problematic. I don't think exactly. <laughs> That's I don't think you're trading up. But at least we might get Tim Lee back in the, in the series. Yeah, I'd like to see know? him. Him him being basically his justified character in space yeah. is, uh, is great. But this episode of Picard is it's episode no. four. Yeah, we're talking about Picard. Uh, No-win scenario. And it starts five years earlier at uh, 10 forward. And Picard's having his, his fish and chips, his haddock. And... Uh, I've never. I don't like fried fish. I've never had fish and chips. Are you a you a fish um, fish and chip guy? It's not my normal go to, but if I'm at a like a pub, I'll get them, and I like them if they're mm-hmm. doing. Unless it's like one of these like franchises when they're just like you know, a good fish and chips is good. Let's put it that way. Well, what was the franchise that was around when I was a kid? And it still exists a little. Arthur Long John Silver's. Okay, yeah. Long John Silver's. There was well, Long that's John garbage. Silver's. Yeah, that's fast food, John. I mean, it's not like... I know. I'm not judging all that. I don't like... I don't like... Look, the only fish I like is tuna fish out of a can. Ugh. Mm Mm-hmm. And shrimp. And shrimp and calamari. I love both of those. That's that's about it. That's a fucking nasty-ass tuna out of the fucking can, all right? Oh, no, no, you gotta gotta get... You know, you get the good stuff. Chicken of the sea. You gotta get the chicken of the sea. I'd rather have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich than a goddamn tuna out of a can. Uh, I can't have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with my diabetes. So sorry to be old, sucker. <laughs> I don't think it's so much my age or, is or right older way. or older. <laughs> and all of a sudden, a bunch of ensigns are fanboying around Picard. And the first ask him about adventures. And the first one they asked me, did you pop for this as much as I did? Uh, see if you remember this. One of the, guys, the kids is like, oh, I read all about your encounter with the Herogen. How did you like trap the lead hunter? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, wait a minute, that never happened on TV because the Herogen were that race on Voyager who who hunted yes. the hunters. I'm like, oh, there's an adventure where they even say, did you ever find out how they got to our sector? Did you talk to Janeway about it? And I'm like, oh, I'm loving these imaginary <laughs> adventures. You know, I love how I actually love, like, you know, I mean, we've seen it in later episodes, like they talk about the Enterprise and Picard is around, which we never saw during these fucking wars and battles with the fucking mm-hmm. changelings, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, another Janeway tease. I they look, I think you would agree with me. They're definitely Kate Mulgrew is definitely going to be at least on one episode of this fucking show. I agree. Like, I totally agree. And I still think they're going to be. Busting out in uh, uh, the Enterprise at some point. Oh, I do. I think all. I think a lot of those ships from the shipyard are all going to yeah. be. Defiant uh, is definitely coming into play too. I mean, oh, it, oh yeah. come on, you got changelings. The Defiant. Yes. It, oh, by the way, I've got a theory on yep. who the big bad is. Let's hear it. Or you want to save you it? You know what? Later? You know what? We can do it because we meet. I'll save it for later because we meet the big bad here. In, in a couple of scenes i'll save it to them but i've got my i have my fantastic okay i have I, I have what i'm thinking because i will get to it i'm so, I'm so, so excited and uh he tells them that a time will come when 
your crew is who you're going to rely on. You're never without hope without your crew. And then it cuts to the, the present day on the Titan, falling into the gravity well. And Riker's on the bridge. There's no power left. Diverts everything to life support so they have a couple hours to just get their affairs in order. And this energy wave hits again. And they realize they have to drop their shields. Because uh, for some reason, the energy wave hurts more with the shields on. And, the, and this is all uh, Jonathan Franks is directing this episode, right? Oh, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Oh, and uh, I think LeVar Burton uh, directed last night's episode. Uh, oh, well. wow. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Both of whom have gone on to successful directing uh, careers. Oh, yeah. Uh, directing careers. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Picard and Will. And here's the resolution to the drama that they had to stir up. From the for the last episode, I mean, this kind of yeah, this is kind of like tight, kind of like cleaning up too quickly, or you pretty know. much, pretty much, because like that's why that felt, as you said, unearned. Yeah, uh, last time, because Will comes in and Picard's like, I'm about to apologize. Will's like, no, 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 my, you're right. Uh, I am basically said I am being a coward. Um, I've been running away from death ever since my son died. And uh, the whole thing is this. I, I like this because it. They never really talk about this on Star Trek. One of the things that's bothering him is that no matter everything they've seen and everything they've done, there's no proof of any sort of afterlife. True, and that's and that's hurting him uh, right now. I'm like, oh, and he even says something like, "Well, you know, Diana feels everything." So I'm like, that's a way of saying no. She's religious. I'm like, I like I like when they touch on it because I know the whole like well we have no no more religion that's great in the future, but I every now and then when they touch on well you know not everyone's on Earth and other people like okay for instance Strange the New Worlds especially but uh, Strange New Worlds it's established that Pike is religious yeah you know and I'm like. Okay, that's fine. I, I I get the idea of trying to make a future where there's none of that, but that's not that realistic. I don't think. I think there's still going to be, you know, guys like Pike, who, whose father was a preacher and he grew up on a farm, even in the yeah. 23rd century. You know what I mean? <laughs> Agreed. Totally agree. It's like when they brought all that religion into, into uh, Deep Space Nine and something. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, grumble, grumble. I'm like, no, this is, like you said, world building or yeah. galaxy building. Actually. Exactly. <clears throat> Every now and then, uh, listeners. And by the way, thanks for uh, those of you who are listening uh, to us fuck around. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, every now and then, I will eventually just fly into a rant about the way some fans are about if you've ever listened to me podcast, I do it all the time. It's usually wrestling fans, but every now and then I'll run, I'll run at comic book fans and Star Trek fans as well. Just out of nowhere, yelling, waving my fist at a, at a cloud like Grandpa Simpson. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, man, it's all good. Well, that's what podcasts are for, right? Uh, that, that and talking about TV shows. I think that's it. Exactly. Uh, so he tells Picard, go spend some time getting to know your kid before we all die. Yeah. Then seven is searching the the quarters. Seven's of, still looking gorgeous, by the oh way. Oh my god, she's yeah, just she's such a knockout, just a knockout, and a badass. In this episode, seven of nine is a badass, and I I yep. love it. Like I said, season one of Picard, very 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 uneven, but seven of nine as a badass space pirate is the best yep. fucking part of it. Um, 
and she's searching the, the the quarters of the guy the changeling replaced and finds a, the, the body of the real guy and yeah i love uh, that i love the whole thing and she's working yeah. with Riker, and yeah yeah because she's telling Riker about the changeling here yeah yeah and do you remember he says he's like well i could re we, don't tell the crew you know they don't need to know this at first she thinks he's trying to just ignore it he's like no 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 i could reinstate you but if i don't i'm just gonna let you do whatever you want he goes you go essentially he goes you're my black ops you're my black ops you're my section 31 uh yeah exactly (laughs) there you go section 31 and he tells her to go get the bastard the first of many the first of many curses in this episode this is the curse we talked about it uh earlier up uh this is the first this is the first uh curse of the cursiest episode of star trek i've ever seen True. <laughs> like I mean, you know it's like you know i was always a big 24 fan but you know jack saying damn it it would be it had been worked way better because fuck you know because that's what things. he would say you know yeah i mean a little later we'll get to a captain picard drop drops a fucking f-bomb uh and this one, and boy, did that have some people clutching their pearls, Pete. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, oh. I can get it because I've met, I met. Have you ever met Patrick Stewart? Oh, I wish. I met him at an autograph thing, and he got to get a phone call, and I still remember this. He goes, "Excuse me, sir, I got to get this important phone call. I'll be right back with you." In fact, the goddamn Captain McCards called me, sir. Uh huh. You know, you're not expecting to say fuck. You know, I mean, I. Well, have you? I mean, if you were there as me. I, I, I mean, how I, did I, I still, I remember going to work telling people the story. He's like, excuse me, sir. Uh, I hope, I, give me a minute. I need to get this important phone call. How do you know he didn't walk around the corner on that phone? He goes like, he's like, they're paying me fucking what for a professor Xavier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tell those fucks at Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> give me a better fucking script. Don't beg for me to be in the goddamn Doctor Strange Marvel oh, Madness or whatever the fuck you call. Oh, not to go off on another tangent, but I watched. Okay, when I when I got I got back from a work visit in Tacoma. That while on the visit, I came down with COVID uh, <laughs> last year. Like I didn't know it for certain. I didn't take the test until I got home. Right, right. Pr- pretty sure I knew what was going on. Where I'm on the airplane on the way home, covering my mouth with a mask, just coughing my ass off, feeling like yeah. an asshole. Uh, and I don't know if it was my the fuzzy headed COVID, because I stayed home for five days. One of the first things I watched, because it was on Disney Plus, was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching it with my fucking COVID head going. I don't know if it's the COVID or is this or it's the movie, but this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I thought it sucked. I fell asleep. I still haven't gone back to it. I fell asleep right before the stuff I wanted to see, which is the uh, Picard. I mean, uh, Professor uh, X, the Illuminati, uh, Richards, scene. and you're all not those missing, guys. You're not missing anything. I know. It's not I, good. Mean, I, I mean, I ended up waking and saw the ending. I'm like, this still sucks. But even that scene, it's so green screened. Like, well, that actor clearly wasn't on set, and they green screened right. them all together. It looks like garbage. And and I'm sorry, Jim from The Office isn't fucking Reed Richards. I know people think oh, that's wow. a great idea. Okay. I, 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 I actually bought him as Reed Richards. I don't care for it at all. Who be Once, your Reed Richards then? I here, don't. Here hmm. I don't know. It had, I I like a I like a skinny Reed Richards. Uh, I like that John Fair. Byrne. The the John Byrne 
uh, version of Reed Richards, who's a skinny. So maybe guy. maybe Jim from the Office, uh, season one. Season one before he's all jacked. Okay, yeah. maybe. Yeah, okay, okay, maybe before, then. Before he was Jack Ryan on uh, on Prime. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe that. Maybe that be that. Maybe that would work. <laughs> and guess what? Jack Ryan never should have been pumped because he, he was always the brains, not the. Yeah, that didn't. That, yeah, Jack Ryan's not supposed to be fucking. That's uh, why they always had uh, the, what's his name in the books. I can't remember the guy's name, but right. uh, William Defoe played his character, and so did. Uh, uh, uh what's his name in one of the other oh, ones uh, yeah i can't remember who he is i can't I, it's been so long since I, i've never read any of the books but i've seen the movies and i just try me nuts i can't remember it because my dad like made me read the books because he was such a big fan of them and stuff hold on hold on an older white guy who loves fucking jack ryan books you don't say i'm shocking i know <laughs> that's like two fat comic book fans who like star trek you know? <laughs> i know shocking <laughs> So what? <laughs> no, huh? huh? So, oh, while she, while Seven is searching this guy's quarters on his nightstand, is that Vulcan game that they play on Voyager, where you're trying to put all the magnetic pieces together? Yeah, uh, yeah. At one of those, yeah. I have an eye for that shit, my friend. <laughs> because, it, as you said, this love letter—it's not just actors and plots and everything; it's background shit. It looks like a Star Trek convention. Just <laughs> everywhere, yeah. you look, everywhere you look, there's something. There's, one of my favorite things is coming up. Uh, now, here, here's here's a question yeah. though. I mean, and this is me because I didn't rewatch the episode where we're talking. Um, was this the um, was this the episode we didn't see Worf or, or Rafi at all? Yeah, War, there's no Worf and Rafi. In yeah, it's so it's so so weird at that point. It was almost like an editing. I, I mean, I understand they had a lot to go. I liked it because I thought the story that this was telling about them facing certain death and and fucking Star Trekking their way out of it into a total Star Trek ending would have taken away from it with cuts to a B plot. This is yep. what, you know what? This when is they, all is all pretty much a plot, and when you think about it, yeah. yeah, yeah I this afternoon, like I mentioned. I pop on BBC America, which does the next gen reruns and just kind of had it on in the background as I was typing stuff up and uh, vacuuming and all that. And the one came up where the, the ship is totally fucked. Picard's in the turbo lift with the three kids. Keiko's giving birth and all that. Oh, yeah. Okay. How would that work if every now and then they cut away to, I don't know, someone else on another planet on another mission? You'd be like, what? <laughs> no. You know, this is the, the ship is fucked. You know, you don't cut away from that. There's plenty of other subplots within that to you. So I don't like it was kind of weird in the last episode how we didn't see certain characters uh, uh, last night, you know, just just referenced. But I think uh, in this one, I didn't miss the the war for Rafi subplot because this episode rocks, by the way, this one each one just keeps getting better and better and i remember this one being like this is what i'm talking about this is a star trek episode down to the the finish of it everything about it was like yeah you know it's 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 bleak but teamwork teamwork and um, and some miracle engineering will get you out of it if you all just stick together and then we watch some space babies get born and go oh I'm like that there's nothing more fucking star trek in that right <laughs> so 
uh, Bev is counting down these waves and Picard's going to go hang out with Jack. And then we cut to Shaw sharpening his blade. And Seven comes in and tells him about the changeling because he knows the ship better than anyone else. But, that, but not before he gets into the great lines. Uh, he's like, oh, bang up job. Your heroes are doing here. Great view. I was like, he's the best. <laughs> I saw someone, Pete, I saw someone on Twitter uh, post like a meme of a picture of the first time you see Shaw and uh, a meme of him all bloody uh, from last night. And on the first one it says, I hate this fucking guy. And on the second one, <laughs> uh, the second one, it says, if they kill this fucking guy, I'm going to sue Paramount. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping when you were running off the uh, spinoff shows, I was hoping it'd be a Shaw one, you know? Oh, you see, I, I think it can happen. I think, but it's, it's, but they wouldn't know that until they get the, the reactions that they're getting. You know, that's not going to get greenlit uh, if they do do it. Uh, until people are talking about it and people are talking about it, like we said. So I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it somewhere down the line. People want it, you know, and they're in the Star Trek. Look, Paramount's in the Star Trek business. Right. And right you now. know what? And Jerry Ryan, man, I mean, people love her. I mean, they love her as this character. And people have fallen in love with Todd Stashwick as well. I, I agree. I totally okay. agree. Okay. And, and I think they really like LaForge's daughter. Too. I was about to say, you read my mind. You read my mind. They, uh, people love her as well. So I'm like, you got it. You've got a cast there. People want to see more of, and you guys are in the Star Trek business. You're, we, what's the last, we've never had this much, many, much new Star Trek on at the same time ever. Nope. Ever. You know, I mean, it, it was it, it was crazy at first when like Deep Space Nine was on at the, the same time as Next Gen for a while. And then was on at the same time as Voyager for a while. And that yep. felt like, wow, we got two Star Trek shows on at the same time. That's bonkers. We got like six now. And... Oh, yeah, it's nuts, right? If you see the rest of the original programming on Paramount, you realize you, know, you, just, you better stick with the Star Trek because a lot of the other stuff is fucking, as you would say, garbage. <laughs> yes. So I like that. I like that. I like that throwback right there, John. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Professional podcaster, Pete. Uh, she tells him, like, look, this thing has been on the ship since before we rescued the Crushers. So something big's going on. And uh, we get Picard's trying to record a message for Deanna, but he can't find the words. Uh, so then we get to the holodeck. And it's 10-4 with Jack and Picard. Now, did you, what did you, when you first saw this? I'm sorry, go on real quick. The the holodeck. The holodeck. They're going to the holodeck to have. Oh, I was not sure we we're going to see a Moriarty thing, honestly. But oh, okay. What I was going to ask was something that people on the IMDb and everything were complaining about, even though they explain it. Um, like they wait, explained it well. You they, know, yeah, they wait. There's no power. Yeah, they have, they have no power. Why the fuck is the holodeck running? It was the same thing I always told you with wrestling. If the the announcers can explain a stupid spot or a stupid reason, and uh, within realms of like possibilities, I can buy into it. And that's how I felt with the holodeck thing. Because Picard explains that and you explain it, you know exactly. Yeah. The holodeck has a separate energy source 
that can't be used by anything else. And by the way, we'll get to the IMDb. It's not the first time that's been mentioned. Actually, they didn't they didn't pull this out of their ass. Okay. Uh, um. So you because, actually found a good IMDb guy. No, oh, I found a couple. I I didn't. Oh, I wow. found a couple. A couple of good ones. Um, uh, I, I, now time. I can't wait for the bit. Oh yeah, I, I can't just go. <laughs> Here's the thing uh, on on Gideon guys the uh, the legend show. Some of the bad IMDb people. What once you got once you got past the whole like I hate woke superheroes. Most of the bad ones were entertainingly bad or weird. Right. Most of the bad ones here are just assholes. And I was like, well, I'm not, I don't want to give fucking assholes, okay. to you know, because I'm like, this guy's not fun to make fun of. You know, I'm just like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're just a, you know, you're just a prick. Give me the weirdos, the weirdos. That's what I want. And the positive people, because believe me, most of the reviews, most of the reviews are 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 for fucking. Yeah, everything. you've always been like, you know, you know, half full guy. I mean, I had a glass half full. I mean, glass more than half full. You know what I'm saying? I'm very positive. Yes. Yeah, I'm a very positive guy. <laughs> I mean, you like, you all like watching Kane forever. And, and, WWE, I, like, and I'm like, what? I, I thought Kane was a great base. And when used right, I liked him. When used wrong, I thought he was terrible. But but here's the thing: don't get into me defending Kane anymore because I don't want to be ever associated with politics. Defended fucking Kane because you know what? Fuck that guy. Fuck him. You know. I always like to think of Glenn Jacobs and Kane are two different people. So yeah, give me give me Kane. Give me give me the psychopathic guy who uh, electrocutes people's nuts. And, exactly. bury, and buries them alive and sets them on fire than this asshole and his bullshit. <laughs> and call so Paul Bear what mommy or daddy? I don't remember. Oh, he was that he was his dad, he was his real father. Paul yeah, um, mankind called would call uh Paul Bear mommy daddy. Mommy. Mommy, that's mommy. It. Okay. Or he called gold dust mommy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's mommy. yeah, that's it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. If anyone is listening to this who does not know that we're wrestling fans, get get ready because it's always going to go that way. It happens. It's 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 bound to happen. It's in our blood. <laughs> yeah, my buddies are big fans of this like True Detective podcast. I was going home for Christmas, uh-huh. and they're busting out all these ref- wrestling references from like the old school Bruno San Martino and uh, nice. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, probably. And I'm actually popping off the before they can tell the story and i was like yeah it's, you know that's what, that's hilarious i was always back yeah. when you're like the smartest wrestling guy in the room it's like yeah you, you don't want to flex those muscles too much because then you look like a doofus yeah but... exactly especially in front of women but yeah oh well just especially in front of women i've given up on that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna find my true love when i start expressing how uh bruno san martino and larry zabisco is the greatest angle of all time and that just lights up a woman's heart oh, I love, oh yeah oh yeah he's out there I had somewhere a, I had a buddy of mine Who's always like you're an observer hall of fame voter and he starts talking wrestling in front of people all the time to me because I'm I mentioned it one time at the bull and mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I hate you. Don't yeah, don't do that. No, you gotta you gotta know when uh to, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them with that. Well, you know, exactly. I talked to him at the pool by ourselves, not in front of women. No, he does bring it up all the time. Oh like, no, that's just. I think terrible. he might be trying to be. I think he personally might be trying to cock block me, but who knows? Oh, that would be an effective way to do it, man. Yeah, Holy but then again, shit. he looks just as bad. I mean, you know. Well, maybe he just doesn't give a shit. He just wants to ruin your good time. 
So Pete, in the in the words of Alfred Pennyworth, some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack does not like wine. You know, Picard's like, oh, we've got some of my stuff back here. He he goes, this brings up a few questions. He says, I like yeah, this is pretty funny. It was a good line, you know. He he likes cheap whiskey, and they show a bottle of Jameson's now. That's the weirdest product placement ever. If they're showing you the bottle of Jameson's and call it the cheap whiskey, cheap whiskey, I called it the cheap whiskey. If I, if I was, I was expecting a guy in like this is the green stuff, you know, that's what I was expecting. You know, I I like more and more of like, no, this is some earth, all the Saurian brandy and all this bullshit. Yeah, earth, earth booze, earth is earth booze still around. You know, I know one, mean, is, I mean, one thing if you they Picard shows, hey, this is some Dobra vodka. When he pulls out a plastic bottle of vodka, you know, like <laughs> a, one, which is like a you know a one in one point five as opposed to a seven fifty or something, you know. Oh, this was a gray goose, a gray goose. We love that Boone's Farm. <laughs> I know, right? There we go. Here's some Mad Dog. It's Mad Dog 20, 2020. 2020 or Mad Dog. 2026 20, whatever, whatever Bad Dog 2025 yeah <laughs> that's the that's what Boothby drinks at the academy <laughs> when, when he's when he's not tending trees and shit there you go that'd be a new great great product placement for the uh the academy show well there's another reference and we'll get to it in the IMDb but there's one coming up that um is totally accidental because of it's where it's because of it's of where they filmed uh 10 forward but when we get to it dude it blew my mind i didn't notice it the first time i noticed it this time and wow wait till we get to this it's crazy um <laughs> excuse me so here does hollow booze work i mean will that get you drunk i mean do, well, okay well, maybe if they have the safeties off i don't know you read my mind, Pete. I said, if you turn the safeties off, does hollow booze get you fucked up? Yeah. I mean, that I guess, right? You think? Of all, of all the logic things in Star Trek that you have to really turn your brain off for, it's any holodeck adventure or any holodeck anything. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, mean, that's I mean, that's Barkley. Oh, Barkley got addicted to it. I mean, that's the thing. You can have three ways uh, on the uh, in the holodeck because everybody does, right? I mean, that was a joke on lower decks where they talk about the the filters on the holodeck and how they have to be changed often because I mean, spoiler, of spoiler. How awesome would be if Barkley comes in and says Riker and fucking Deanna? Oh, <laughs> Dwight Schultz. Hey, you know what? Um, uh, uh, also, uh, and I said spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But get on, yeah. Well, also, uh, from what a few things I've heard, uh, maybe a. Uh, Oh, fuck that guy too. Uh, yeah, maybe you know. I mean, I'm not going to say fuck that guy or gal for every person who's been on Star Trek who's a conservative, but there's different. Oh, levels. I, see, I had no idea what his politics are. So yeah, I don't know. He's a little like Robert Beltran and uh, Roxanne Dawson from Voyager are, you know, fall on the right side of uh, the right wing side of things. Let's just say, but. I don't think they've done anything glaringly wrong. I just disagree with them. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, you know, it's not Kane. It's not Kane levels of, of badness. <laughs> Fucking bad. 
blasphemy. <laughs> He's a public official. That that that's what that's the problem. That, you you can be so you can be the, the so-called smartest guy in the locker room and still be a real dumb motherfucker. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone is oh, Glenn's like the smartest guy in the room. I'm like that doesn't you're you're not complimenting yourself by saying that. Oh boy, I gotta turn off the wrestling. It's WrestleMania weekend. I got wrestling on the brain, Pete. Um. Oh wait, he asked about going bald. They do a, a little back and forth about that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's funny. It was funny. I mean, as, I'm glad as a bald man you can make fun of it as a guy who's been bald for. The only time I've ever seen him, I never had hair. I mean, have you um, ever seen him with, with hair that's not a wig? Oh, just just, just that uh, that still sh- black and white shot that came out uh, from season one where they made him wear a wig. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but no, I've never. But yeah, he, he said exactly. When I say what Picard, I, I mean Stewart. You know, right? He, Picard here says, "But I would uh, say if I had a son." Enjoy it while you can, because yep. it's. I know how they say it's this gene or that gene or it's the mother's side or the father's side, but a gypsy must have cursed the men on my father's side, because everywhere you looked, it, it was it's this fucking hairline. Oh yeah, I mean I remember I said the other day I go oh, yeah I'm bald and some gal goes I never thought of you as bald I'm like well thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that? That they couldn't have, they, they haven't cured baldness in, in the in male pattern baldness in, in the in the 25th century. You know, hell, if you're gonna have a new body and all this shit, you might as well get the hair to go with it. You know? I know they they made him a golem. They made him a golem and kept him bald. You know, I guarantee Data if he's a, he, was a, he was a golem would never have no hair. You know, like, well wait, we see him later as a golem and he's got a whole head of hair. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I everyone knows that we occasionally uh, give a spoiler, but. Uh, I heard that one of the oh, sorry. Of, no 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 I mean, no or it could be more. I mean or, 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 or B two or whatever his fucking name was. B four. B four. Yeah, there but, we go. No, but you know, he appears later. We all know he's in the show. One of Brent Spiner's requirements was that he be a golem like Picard, because he didn't want to dye his fucking hair and he didn't want to wear the stupid silver makeup at his age. He did that was like in his contract. He's like, I'll do it, but that's my rule. And he actually looks like, I mean, we've, I mean we now, we've seen in these last few episodes, he looks like he's gained a little bit of a beer guy too on top of it. Age, oh, you yeah. know? Well, you know, when you're just sitting around in, in stasis for all those years, you're going to, you know. As a golem, yeah. As a golem. I mean, as, an android, as an android, yeah, you know. Well, they're golems, right? That's what uh, Soon calls them because they're yeah. like actual flesh and, uh, or or however they explain these aging robots. So <laughs> aging robots. That's when I was like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> gotcha. You're you're a robot now, but you'll age and nothing's different. Yeah, it's, it was one okay. of them like you know science, you know, Star Trek science, science that you just don't get, and yeah. that's why it works for me. But they still got a positronic brain and metal bones. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, Picard asked Jack why he didn't want to meet him in the first place, and yeah, you know, Jack sort of changes the subject. And then this is a really good foreshadowing, really, really I mean, good. Sir. There, there's so much. I, was, more. I mean, I wasn't expecting the payoff, and uh, oh, I mean, neither because uh, it was like, oh, oh, wow, okay, yeah, go well, on. I, and upon rewatch, 
there's so many breadcrumbs left. Oh, left. Yeah. To that, that I didn't realize the first, like this one here where he just changes the subject and talks about an Andorian. I, that, that breezed over me completely. And I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, here oh. your father's like one of the most decorated, you know, starfleet people of all time. Uh-huh. You're not going to go look, see what he's about. Meet him. Uh, bullshit. You know, when you think about it. Right. I've never been adopted. But if all of a sudden really? I heard my I mean, dad was never... like the, if my dad was the hero of the world, I think I would like try to look him up. You know, <laughs> world, the, the quadrant. I know. I mean, I mean, nice. <laughs> I'm a lowball on it. No, I say <laughs> lowball on it. So Shaw is filling in seven on the whole changelings because she doesn't know much about it. He says they're goo people, and you got to like you got to ask questions you know that they wouldn't know and he uh he's like for example like like you know uh hansen you know we've gotten off on the wrong foot you know i think you're an excellent officer someday you're going to be a great captain and you know that's the kind of thing i'd say if she's like oh you're a changeling and not being a dick I was like, <laughs> exactly and, but he goes, a good one yeah but he goes got yep that's it you know, he, he wasn't insulted he was like exactly that's what we were just fucking doing and uh, and he goes, you got to get him to come to you. And, and they go, steal his pot. At first, she's like, cannabis? And she was like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, I wish. And I'm like, that's another thing. I'm like, it's good to know there's still, sm- there's still smoking pot in the 25th century. You're straight, there's a dispensary and then 10 forward, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a corner of 10 forward that's for smoking, right? Oh, hell yeah. What That's why that? the floors always wore the damn visor because he was stoned out of his mind. <laughs> That's how he relieved the pain. Do you remember exactly. that? Do you remember that in the first in in, in, in encounter at Farpoint? When he's wearing the red shirt on top of it. But yeah, yeah, but they do a thing where he meets Beverly and she's asking him about the visor and he says that he's in constant pain at all times from it. And, yeah. they, and they never mention it again because they again. realize... He's, that's fucking stupid. We can't do that. <laughs> and they just drop it completely. That's when he got introduced to weed. You know, it helps you your glaucoma. You know, it's got to help whatever fucking Jordy. Uh, only someone on yeah, That was the stats at 10 forward. I mean, honestly, had the green stuff, but there, there, there was also the other green stuff, you know? You got you to know there's like those Star Trek names for the weed, like, you know, uh, and Dorian sticky icky and you know, Klingon thunder or Klingon about weed will fuck you up. Frack, you know, something like that. <laughs> or 20 forward. <laughs> I'm going to go to the botany station. <laughs> botany Bay. <laughs> the grow is in the botany bay. <laughs> exactly. Those worms not only get in your head, but they they make great fertilizer in the. In and the, Jordy's so. probably stoned out of his mind, going, "Let's call it Captain Picard Day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, we'll tell him. We'll, we'll tell him the kids love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's like pot. He's like, no, no. He explains that the changelings have a pot, or a, Odo had a bucket. Uh, and uh, that they have to regenerate. And we, we, they, they, they explain that, uh, you know, in Deep, in Deep Space Nine, where he felt more comfortable sleeping there as opposed to his bed. 
right right because they, they have to do it anyway and they had those ceremonial ones and he hands her the the the, the info pad that explaining it with a picture of what it looks like and we get a little picture in the corner of odo of renee aubergenois i was like oh that's great nice because he that's passed great. away yeah. yeah i was like I, they got him in there. At least they got him in there somehow. I'm like, oh, and and, and, and we got Warf got to talk a lot a bit about him. He never mentioned him by name, but he talked about uh, the about being an honorable man, a man of honor, a, a, a yeah. good friend, a good friend, and a man of honor. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, not in this episode. You don't see Warf, but you know, no, no, no. It was one of the last ones uh, we did. Uh, so he goes, uh, find the pot. It'll have a residue or residue. Uh, yeah. Uh, scan it and find the son of a bitch. And uh, we see Bev continuing to count because she's trying to figure out what's going on. And Seven goes back to the quarters and looks around, looks around, and then sees a shadow in the light and goes, aha, and there it was. And there was the fucking pot. And again, the Deep Space Nine geek in me, every little deep, even the props, like, yeah, I like, I know that goo pot. I know that one. <laughs> Just makes me smile so much. Yep. And uh, so then we cut to the Shrike, okay? Oh, and here we go, Pete, my, my fan theory. And Vatic, like... Let's hear it. Cuts off her hand, and it gets all gooey, and then it forms into, like, this skull face yep. that's telling her to pursue because they got to get Jack Crusher. And she's like, we can't. With, with everything we're carrying on here, it's suicide. He's like, it's suicide if you don't do it yeah. you are all expendable and then last episode we heard him say your your species so he's not yeah. a changeling okay uh and it's the portal weapon they can't bring it in there so they have to dump the portal weapon and she's like okay and goes so here's my theory all right let's hear it about who I'm the dying, i'm dying here and so and it i just it, i just have the crumbs of the theory I think, and I'm not the only one. I actually looked up wacky theories, and someone else pointed on one, pointed this out, and like was pointing out similarities with. So, with so you shots. didn't you didn't look up good theories. You looked up wacky theories. I was seeing if anyone was uh, backing up my wacky theory and my wacky theory because someone else was on on a DVD VR was listing this, they're like who are all the big bads? Who are they? What could they be? And they're like, well, no, they've done that one. They've done that one. They've done that one. What's left? They're not going to make this someone we've never heard of. And no, that'd be stupid. Yeah, Gul Dukat. This is Gul Dukat reborn, somehow mixed with a Pa Wraith, and the Pa Wraiths are involved with everything that's going on here, somehow. But I'm going some variation, however they explain it, of Gul Dukat. And maybe it's just the Deep Space Nine geek in me, but I'm like, I think who it else is, could we'll it, see. Maybe we'll, we'll see, see. But, but I started thinking about it. It's not going to be the Borgs. It's not going to be data people or Romulans or Klingons uh, or Qs or like there's not a lot left. It's not the fucking Ferengis, you know, who could yeah. it be? You know, it's like you know, some neck. It's going to be someone from this universe. Who's the, the greatest villain we've had and is the only great villain in voyager was the borg queen and it's not that um it's i'm thinking it's gotta be gold ducat because i'm getting so many uh paw wraith vibes from the what we're seeing the, the red eyes 
Bill Ducat's eyes would go red when he was uh, when a paw wraith was in him. So that that's what I'm. That's my theory. We'll we'll see. I was half. I, right. I, I can buy into it. I mean, I think it's actually a good theory. So that, that's okay. good. I was half right with my Moriarty theory, and we'll get to it uh, in a couple episodes. Right. I was half right with my Moriarty theory. <laughs> so five years ago, uh, Picard's telling them about the Temerians and how they, you know, they speak in metaphor. And coincidentally, while I was rewatched this and typed up my uh, notes uh, earlier, and I'm watching Next Gen on BBC America. What episode just happened to be on was Darmok. <laughs> the one they're talking about. Oh, wow. About. Okay. Yeah. That's the one they're talking about. The one that, it's one of the great ones, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that episode, yeah. It, it's also one of the ones that you have to completely suspend all disbelief. Oh, yeah. Without uh, a doubt. Because you're like, well, how does this, you know? I'm sure they could figure out a different way to communicate. Oh yeah. <laughs> but once, once the first time you, it, it's kind of like the usual suspects. The first time you see it, but also you, you know, next gen, end, I'm not saying next gen had like a shit ton of great. Uh, they had a lot of great uh, spot show uh, actors, but man, Paul Winfield is one of the better ones they that's had. A, that, that's just it. Paul Winfield is. is fucking fantastic and yeah. uh and makes it even wearing all that and, makeup. and you had picard you know with shakespeare you know i mean oh, it's like that and then when picard fi- okay i remember reading a review I, from, I say picard i mean patrick stewart you know i remember reading a the, this uh when next gen ended uh and the movie was coming out tv guide released this big thick special star trek uh magazine that i had that was great it had all kinds of cool shit and uh listed every episode with a, a little review and uh, this their, their top tens and uh this was on it, and someone described it as it's like the first time you f- you figure out that they speak in metaphor like picard does it feels like you feel as smart as a vulcan on smart pills you're like yo wow like you get it like oh that's cool it's metaphor you know and you're like and then you really think about it and you're like well, you know the universal translators could probably figure this out right but that's such yeah. a cool that's such a cool twist and yeah paul winfield and patrick Stewart. But, but i remember i remember they couldn't reach him because of, of issues so that i mean the universal translator wouldn't work right but it was also a weird way like okay we need to establish that we're friends now we're gonna kidnap your captain and go down and fight an animal uh and one and, and paul winfield dies yeah <laughs> You know, Tasha, when the walls fell, Pete. <laughs> I love they 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 in uh in a season two of uh Lower Decks they introduced the the other security officer who's a Tamarian. Yeah, and it's great because we get some really funny the Tamarian metaphors. That <laughs> sounds funny. It's uh, again, you want to talk about a love letter to Star Trek? Lower Decks is all about it maybe you know, i haven't watched them so i really need to i mean i watch an episode too i mean maybe, maybe i need to really commit and yeah do it. i i highly recommend you really commit to it because you're just gonna you'll get all the member berries pete uh and it's a great show it's it's legitimately super funny actually uh, sounds like a perfect show to put in the background too where i can really if i'm cooking i can still just, you know 
side your, eye it or look to the left or whatever. Put your ear, put your earbuds in for all of the fucking references and drops. And shit, it's so fun. It's super fun. All right, so we're heading towards the break, guys. But uh, this ensign is asking uh, Picard about a situation he had with Jack Crusher that was a no-win scenario that we uh, hear more about later. And the crew, they come in uh, 10 forward holodeck. And Jack's telling Picard, he's like, look, I know you think I need this, but I've always been a loner. I don't need this. And Picard's like, well, maybe I need it. And then we cut to seven with the bucket, you know, storming through the hallway. And she calls the lab to power up so she can analyze this. And they're like, no, 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 it's shut down. And she's arguing with him. And suddenly, Changelings, one of the the crew, kills an officer and shoots the pot. Destroys the pot. And then Seven shoots him three times and he no sells it and goes gooey. Did she not have her phaser set to ash? <laughs> like like every other time? Because <laughs> this one this one took a fucking beating. Yeah, maybe she had that phaser turned down. Uh and she calls sick bag officer down. So here we go. This is the scene we've been wanting to talk about since we started this, Pete. Picard's telling Jack uh, the story about Crusher and him. They uh, they stole a shuttle to go off and get laid, and there was a micro meteor meteor storm. They had to and by, fly. By, by Crusher, we're talking Jack Crusher, yeah, yeah, the OG uh, Jack Crusher. And how they when they were on the Stargazer, and uh, they had to fly blind uh, uh, back to the ship, switching from thrusters and life support for, as he put it. 10 fucking grueling hours. I'm like, holy shit, Captain Picard said, fuck. Like, <laughs> if I was a kid, I'd be like, ooh. Right. And if I was a weirdo adult, I'd scream about how it, you know, it, well, that's I mean, you read on the IMDb and like complain about yeah. it. Yeah. And someone who did, who uh, I didn't include this one, Pete, but someone did, he's like, that's, that's out of character. He never did it on Next Gen. I was like, yeah, Next Gen was on syndicated TV. Exactly. You can say you don't like it because you don't like cursing. I get it, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember next gen uh, on TV where there's still TV guys we look at. So mm-hmm. I remember going and getting all confused because they always have in blocks next gen and the original. I remember when Scotty finally showed up, which was a great episode on that. Yeah, I love gen. that one. And it's like, I'm reading in the TV guy. Scotty has a transporter misfunction. I'm like, wait, am I talking about the same episode, Synapsis? And it ended up being a great episode, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my faves. Uh, Jordy's kind of a prick to him in that episode. Uh, oh, if yeah, you ask Jordy, me. you know. Again, I love Scotty's line. How long will it take you? Uh, two hours. My, he'll never think it was a miracle worker. Yeah, yeah. Say, you know, yeah, I love that line. That's the, That was the best. You know, then they, you soured the milk, Jordy. <laughs> talking about the baby uh, yep yeah that's a super fun one and uh, fyi change your shirt out of not red not not a good look not a good look uh, not a long time uh you know not long term mm-hmm. unless you're the captain and you're number one number one so shaw arrives with a different harrowing story of survival and this is the scene we end up loving them honestly yep yeah, this is the scene that it all makes sense. Why? Yeah, this is like a Picard. great, great um, 
knowing knowing him type of thing. You yeah, know? getting to know what his motivations are, why he's cold to Hanson to seven. Yep. Uh, and why he fucking doesn't like hates Picard or you know, because he's a survivor of the Battle of Wolf Three Five yep. Nine. Love it. Oh yeah, my God. I didn't see this coming at all, and it was, it was great. And we really should because it's something they always bring up. Honestly, um, this works so well. Well, I mean, the only the only other time I can remember it being a thing was when we on D, the first episode of Deep Space Nine, where Cisco says to him, uh, well, "This isn't the first time we've met, Captain." You know, and uh, and by the end of it, there's a you know grudging respect, and that's sort of the end of it. Uh, this one is the Quint speech. This is the Indianapolis speech from Jaws. This is what they're doing here. And that's not me hypothesizing. That is confirmed. That's also why the character is named Shaw, because Quint was played by Robert Shaw. Oh, yep. This everything about this character was meant to be a tribute to that and this was supposed to be their tribute to the the scene where he talks about uh, the sharks in the indianapolis the the one i spoofed uh, on titans about uh, chief jay in the in the shark cage oh uh, yeah that match yeah hey everyone go back and uh, listen to that one in the titans of uh, wrestling Ar- archives uh one of our funnier shows <laughs> he said space was on fire you know, he's just a grease monkey in engineering. And, you know, there was 50 people at the, the life pods and a lieutenant came down and picked 10 of them and pointed at him, just a dipshit from Chicago. And there was 11,000 dead. He's like, you know where your old man was? He's on that cube. And he says, I love this. He goes, forget that weird shit from the Stargazer. And he's talking about last season where it looked like they rehabbed the Borg. Uh, and he goes, the, the real Borg are out there still, and they worship Locutus of Borg, the only Borg so dangerous, they gave him a goddamn name. I'm like, holy shit, he's so powerful. This is when Todd Stashwick showed his acting chops, not just in his delivery, his eyes, he was tearing up. Holy shit, Pete. This, this makes you, as you said, this makes you love this character. Agreed. I mean, this is his scene. He shoot it up. And it was amazing. Yeah. So Jack starts to defend him, and Picard's like, no, no, I, I get this all the time. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> and Shaw says to everyone else, forgive me, at some point, asshole became a substitution for charm, which is a great fucking line. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. And before we get to wrapping up this episode of Hard for Picard, I am DB Curious. Pete, I know you were looking forward to some of this. So. Definitely. I want to hear some of this positivity. Okay. Well, first, we have some trivia. And uh, to uh, go on a little further about what we we're talking about the holodeck, because here's the thing on the all the haters on here, everyone, they're all screaming about the holodeck being on when they have no power. 
While on the holodeck, Picard mentions that the holodeck was still functioning despite the Titan's power levels being dangerously low because it runs on its own independent power system. This fact was first established in season one of Voyager. When the ship is first stranded in the Delta Quadrant, the crew looks into different methods of augmenting the ship's energy. In Star Trek Voyager, The Cloud, Harry Kim experiments with tapping into the holodeck power grid, but each time he does it, blows out an EPS grid. Both Harry and Torres come to the conclusion that the type of energy used by holodecks is incompatible with the rest of a starship's power grid. So, suck it. <laughs> I added that one. I know. As a little DX WrestleMania weekend at the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, I was doing the crotch job as, as we speak. I, I, I wasn't thinking anything less. 34 or 35 found that interesting. Uh, that one was the well, person who was the, the non-sucking fan. Who, who was that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now, this I marked out for because I caught it the second time, was writing it up in my notes, and then found this in the IMDb. At the restaurant where Admiral Picard was having a meal and fielding questions from the cadets, a round sticker with a red left hand was plastered. Now here's the time out real quick before we do that. How cool sure. would have been if Picard was eating at uh at um uh, what's his name's um Deep Space Nine uh at the Quartz? captain's no the captain's uh Oh, is that Cisco's? Cisco's the Cajun place. Oh no, it's to uh it's too spicy for Picard. He likes his fish and chips in, in a ten forward, right? Yeah, yeah, but still. Oh, real quick before I jump, one of my favorite jokes ever on Lower Decks. And I'll reveal this one. They go to eat there. Yeah, uh, the the uh, the the four main characters, and the hot sauce is called Ketracel White Hot Sauce. <laughs> Ketracel White was what the was the drug. Oh. Oh, that, yeah. On the, oh, yeah, that's nice. That, that the Gemadar. <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That show's full of that. But this, my friend, this blew my mind. So, again, where he's eating, there's a round sticker with a red left hand that was plastered onto the painting frame on the wall. This sticker, mm -hmm. de this sticker denotes the Left Hand Brewing Company, a Colorado microbrewery founded yep. in 1993. True, true. I, I know Left Hand Brewery very well. I bet you do. Uh, this brewery gained the fame for the cheap word of mouth advertisement by place plastering the stickers all over the Denver metropolitan era. Oh, wow, that's cool. I did not then know that. That's actually eventually, really cool. the United States and beyond. And this is something I'm sure they're not. I uh, don't have a problem with uh, me saying. Uh, yours truly has provided the pest control for the left hand brewing, uh, brewing company for the last decade because they're right down the street they're one of my clients uh and a, and a happy client that i've been serving for 10 years i've had the left hand brewery uh october fest it's okay and but i've had the left hand brewery uh peanut butter stout which is really good oh is it now see oh yeah I've, and you know, in Denver, I mean, cold weather. That's how it is. You know, I know you normally drink a stout during the summer because that's gross. Uh -huh. Um, but wintertime, I love stouts. I love um, I love porters. So uh, mm -hmm. I like a deep dark beer during the wintertime. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I saw that red. Uh, I saw that red hand. I was like, holy shit! Oh Man, yeah, I can't right? believe it. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, and again, like the super night. I mean, Star just. Two guys started brewing some beers in 1993, and now they're big time. 
uh, and everyone, everyone who works there. I said, I, I've been, uh, been their technician for 10 years. I've never had a crossword with anybody. Everyone's so nice and super cool. And that is a rarity in my business. Now, here's the question. How often do you go to breweries? Um, we do, uh, I'll tell you, we do uh, left, I do left hand and we do cores in Golden. Uh, okay. Is that, is that a real brewery? Okay. The Coors Brewery. Yeah. In Golden, Colorado. Yeah. It's, it's a real brewery. It's yeah, I know, make, but it's I mean, where they make cores. dead at it, but that's fine. Um, oh, I see. You're just, yeah, it's still technically a brewery. I, you know, I get it, but, uh, yeah, because we do, we do just commercial pest, pest control. That's our specialty. You know, we don't go to right. people's no, houses. I'm not talking about, I mean, I'm talking about going out drinking. I, you'd be working, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, hats off to left hand brewing, and only 10 out of 12 found that interesting. Well, here's something I, I mean, I found interesting going to breweries. Yes. Is like people nowadays bring their kids to breweries because it's like, uh, like less offensive than bringing them to bars. Like, I'm, I'm not shit you not because I, oh, me and my yeah. buddies, we, we buy these like little gimmick things. Like, hey, you hit these, we do these like, every May, we buy this thing that like costs us maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And they're like fifty breweries. You get it, you go in there and for for a dollar or no, you get it. You go in there, you get a free pint. But you go there and you end up realizing, God dang, there's a lot of kids here because parents bring this. This is like a thing because they yeah. go day drink with their kids who are like six. Seven, well, I mean, eight. I, it, it might happen at Left Hand because Left Hand's got a small. Uh, they call it the tasting room. It's a bar. It's just it's a small bar. And they host events. They've got music there and everything. And people do like to oh, I mean, I mean, I mean, rather... go to enough breweries where That's it's like, wow. This is the yeah. brewery. But there, I, there's also a lot of kid-friendly stuff. I know. Yeah. I've seen I've seen what they do. And I've got I've gone yeah. to breweries where they actually they, they encourage it because there's like there's like playgrounds and all this shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Going I was, on the, here? Le- left hand has a has a little dog park area. Oh yeah, uh, the the whole nine yards. They've got a they've, they've just opened up a, their beer garden, yeah, uh, just for the summer, which has a, just a giant turf area for your dogs to run around and people just hang out and, and uh, day drink, you know. And because some people, especially some of our bars down on Main Street here, you don't want to go to a fucking bar. <laughs> no, no, no. I understand like, that, but I was just finding it's like it's almost like it's like work around, like you know, you're here. And you're bringing your you're bringing a kid with a baby, or you're bringing a stroller in, and it's almost like, all right, you, you go to Chili's. You know, that's what I'm saying. Is this is Chili's? Like you, yeah. I'm like, he's like, all right. Well, I'm not going to be cursing right now. It's just one of those things. <laughs> chili's. <laughs> we don't have any Chili's around here. It's crazy. We got everything else, but I, I, I yeah, you probably have don't any Chili's. <laughs> no, no, we don't have Benigans here. We got what the fuck. Yeah, I don't uh, think anyone has Applebee's anymore. No, we've got Applebee's everywhere here. As Ugh, that, that, yuck. Yeah, that level. Yeah, tons of uh, tons of Applebee's everywhere. Yeah, I, anytime anyone goes, you want to go to Applebee's? I don't give a shit. It's all you can eat, fucking riblets. I don't give a shit. Fuck that place. <laughs> uh, this episode sponsored by, by riblets and, and Applebee's. Mm, yum. All right. Reviews. This one, 10 out of 10. Out of, out of many nine and ten out of tens best star trek episode ever well in my honest opinion from yada boy i'm 71 years old 
Wow. I sat on the floor about five feet from where I typed this on September 8th, 1966 to watch the first episode of TOS. I've winced at many episodes, loved many more, and I've always been more than a fan. Gene's vision survives, especially in this episode of Picard, where it thrives. The character Picard here embodies so much of what Star Trek has always been about, the depth of what humankind is capable of. The interplay between Picard, Riker, Seven has been fun, and in earlier episodes and in this episode, it becomes almost ethereal. In quotes, uh, in parentheses, I'm kind of pissed. Wow. That I, hold on, listen, in, oh, in, parentheses, in parentheses, I'm kind of pissed that IMDb doesn't think I've typed enough words to review this episode. Yeah, this sentence seems to satisfy their threshold. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote something from the heart and they're like, it needs to be longer. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> I love this guy. 43 out of 51 found that helpful. Yeah, boy. Good for you. But on the flip side, two out of 10. Is my TV broken? From Jonathan. I get it. The ship is badly damaged. However, the lighting and camera angles are so bad at first, I thought I was watching a bootleg copy. I expected at any moment to see a shadow person to stand up and walk out for popcorn. See, this is what I mentioned to people who like, watching something shot correctly and all the especially all the powers off so yeah it's fucking dark stupid uh again he gets in why is the pub open picard dropping the f-bomb doesn't fit the character i already went over this asshole shit uh then he says i wonder if we'll see michael bay announced as a director in the future it couldn't get worse so it couldn't get worse than that review uh, uh jonathan and only 15 out of 43 found it helpful. So hopefully your self-esteem is really, really, you know, just in the toilet right now, pal. Michael Bay in Star Trek sounds horrific, though, but go on. I heard a rumor. Wasn't there? Yeah. Wasn't there a rumor there were, that Quentin Tarantino wanted to do a Star Trek movie? Oh, yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Just constant shots of alien feet. With yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, everyone says he's, a, um, you know, He's Tarantino, so I mean, yeah, no, like I'd be I like, willing to watch it. I, I liked, I like Quentin Tarantino movies. I don't want to see him do Star Trek. Hey, um, you know, he might have his own love letter. Know what? I, then let him do a love letter, like, uh, um, what's his face? Seth MacFarlane is doing a love letter. Do something. Do your own sci-fi thing. That's ins- every other movie he's made is inspired by something else. So right. Do- so you've done westerns, you've done uh, samurai movies, yep. you've done World War II movies. Do a sci-fi movie, make it your homage to uh, Star Trek, and I'll watch that Quentin Tarantino movie. But I don't want to see fair Quentin enough, Tarantino fair do enough, Star fair. Trek. I think that's a fair. Oh, speaking IMDb, of that, point. Uh, we yes. go on. One last thing, Pete. I wanted to ask because I don't think we talked about it. Do you watch the Orville? I did, but I, I kind of I phased out on this last one. Oh God, I loved the last one. Uh, I mean, I was I was getting into it, but I didn't like the new character, um, that gal. Oh, the gal. Well, yeah. I, mean, I won't spoil anything. To and tell I, you. I liked her as an actress. I've seen her in a lot of stuff, uh, but I did not like. I, I, I but and, you know, and I got off it, and you know how it is. Which there's so much. That's the thing, man. It's almost like wrestling. There's so much wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's so much goddamn TV to watch. Oh, and I, get got, it. I get it. I get it. 
I, I don't have as many and I know, shows. I know. I heard this was the last. That was the last season. So yeah, I don't know if it's coming back. But what, 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 they moved it. They moved it from Fox to because Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, I was watching the. I watched the first few. I'm like, oh, cool, it's back. But Seth it took like two years, right? Yeah, but the god damn, he got so much more money than he had at Fox. The special effects. Oh no, no, are so I, much I know better. totally. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. But it and was I, like it was like almost like I got into it, looking forward to it, then I lost like. Right. No, right. I, yeah. But no, what I was going to say was, I love how he like promised Fox a, no, we'll do a Family Guy Star Trek thing. And within like four episodes, they stopped doing jokes and it just got more and more like a serious yeah. science more fiction serious. show. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was doing, he was doing Trek before uh, Paramount. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he, uh, this season, real Star Trek. And, and that character you're talking about, I, I don't think it'll spoil anything uh, for you when you find out. Um, she was a character written to die. Because as tormented as she is throughout the whole thing, in the last episode, she sacrifices her life to save the crew. So she, she was literally added as a character to sacrifice herself. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they they do a lot to rehab her too. And the guy who plays the robot is fucking great. We get to see great. him like in in his human form. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I've seen, he did yeah. he did a couple of cameos before. You know, yeah, yeah, he's really really good. Um, so right. back to the show. Jack, Bev, and Picard are talking, and she's come to the conclusion that uh, this this anomaly they're in is a living thing. It's about to give birth. These energy waves are part of contractions. And uh, Jack figures, well, we can use it to ride it out of the hole. And uh, Riker has doubts. They convince him by saying, "Well, Troy'd fucking do it." <laughs> okay, fine. And uh, they say, well, we'll do what we do best. Come up with ridiculous solutions to impossible problems. That's Star Trek. It is. Uh, Even says, it's places like a womb with space babies. Like far, and he even says, like, oh, like Farpoint. Like, oh, Farpoint, the the episode that made me not want to watch this show. uh, Yeah, it was like, oh, it killed, (laughs) almost killed the franchise. Yeah. The only thing redeeming is that we got McCoy without actually being called McCoy in the episode. Oh, that's right. They never even call him by name. That's nope. right. They just call him Doctor. Yeah. Uh, I liked Q uh, in Agreed. that episode. Actually, you know what? I didn't so much because he was more like in his king outfit and maniacal. I liked him when he became more of a comedic character. So. You know, I, I, mean, I totally get that. I just remember loving him because um, I was a big soap opera Oh, I knew who up. he was. And yeah, he played Eugene Bradford on Days of Our Lives. And that's I, why I loved him. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I know you watched, you know, way more days than I did, but there was a brief time where I was watching soaps with my mom, and Eugene was my favorite character on Days of Our Lives. Him and Because he was a great comic relief. Him and uh, Calliope, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I even came up with this fan theory, Pete. Remember how they write, write, the, write him off the show? He went into the future. Yeah, he disappears into a time machine where he yeah. goes into the future into another realm and becomes a Q. And that's what happened. <laughs> I remember he, he posed as Marlena's baby daddy. I mean, when they had Roman and Stefano blamed, uh, had, uh, had uh, uh, not blackmailed him, but had, uh, had, uh, had everyone thinking he was a Salem a strangler uh-huh. slasher, one of them. And yeah, but you know, it's. Let's go off of my soap opera. Table. Oh, no, no. I'm going to add one last thing to it because my stepmom is just like you. She's a days maniac. And when I was there last year visiting, 
you know, I showed her, I, I hooked them up with my Peacock account and showed them how she doesn't have to wait, you know, in front of the TV if, if she misses yeah. it and everything. She could just watch it on that account. And she's like, oh my well, God. Now, 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 now it's only Peacock. It's, it is not on TV anymore. Oh, that's right. They moved it. To, well, that's part of the story. Um, I sat and watched an episode with her uh, and she's like, oh, yeah, Marlena, she's possessed by the devil again. And I'm like, right. Again? I go, I remember that. And I looked at the screen and there were characters that I remembered from when I was a child and they were referencing stories oh, yeah. from 40 years ago. And I'm going, this is bonkers. I can't believe this. And, and Marty Sleaze is listening to this. He's a big uh, Days of Our Lives fan now. Hey, hey, and Marty. Buddy. And, you know, it's funny because he talks to me about soaps all the time. Like, we, we met up at Mania. He wanted to watch that General Hospital episode with me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm so old school. He's like watching all this. You know, it's almost like watching the fucking Young Bucks in a way. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'll and tell I'm like, you. Oh, yeah. Bo and Hope are coming back. Well, I mean, like, like they did these uh, uh-huh. Peacock uh, like specials, like they did like five episodes of Days of Our Lives, and they they brought up like the prisms and all this shit. They had wow. the guy who's playing the current Roman, like years and years ago in the eighties and early nineties, played Chris Kosicek, and he's playing Chris Kosicek for a cameo in this, and I'm I'm going nuts because it's like you know it was, it's, it's like this but, season uh, of Picard, right? Just yeah, all exactly. And you know, but if you're not old school like me he, he uh, he's like I, I didn't get any of that i don't whatever but steve bird was there from general hospital <laughs> well that's just it when i heard that days was going just to peacock yeah i contacted my stepmom right away because i knew right away that they're not going to remember how to access the peacock account that oh, i yeah of course up. uh and she's like oh i gave up on it i quit She's like that wrestling fan after all those years. She quit. I'm like, you yep. quit? I was like, she's been watching the show for decades, decades. Yeah. And she's like, ah, oh, they're just doing the same old shit. And it's, uh, I don't care anymore. Uh, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. And so then I, I turned uh, her and my father onto Justified with oh, Timothy show. Oliphant. And oh, it's, great their, show. it's their favorite show now. And I, I see... When I was home this last time, they're like, show us how to use the Hulu again. I'm like, why? Well, I, I was trying to like, I was like, hey, you might want to check out Yellowstone. I think you guys would like that. And oh, um, yeah, here, great show. And then yeah. I'm like, I'm like, here's Deadwood. I think you might you'd like that. I'm like, Dad, they say yeah. co- they, I'm like, Dad, they say cocksucker every other word. You'll love it. Oh yeah. Uh, and and they they tried out these. Uh they liked uh there's one thing I showed them that they kind of liked, and then they went, uh, so uh, what's that justified on again? Uh, the Hulu, could you hook that? Make sure that's hooked up again. I'm like, yeah, and again, and I've seen that they've rewatched the entire fucking thing again. So that's gonna be that's like, awesome. You know that's great. That they're two out two older people in their uh, 80s and 70s, and their favorite show is just sit around and watch Justified over and over again. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I mean, I actually started watching Days of Lives again because they brought Bo and Hope back. Oh, did and I they? Watched it in years, and yeah, and then Bo died. Uh, but you know. Same actors, was, same actors. Oh yeah, same actors. Yeah, and uh, I'm watching it, and Marty's like, "So what do you think?" I go, "There's a character named John Black who's been around for a I long remember time. John Black, yeah. And then, and there's uh, Steve Johnson Patch, and now they're Patch, part of it. Patch. Yeah, and so they're they're part of it. You'll you'll fucking die on this name. Guess what their uh, detective agency is called? What's it called? 
Black Patch Detective Agency. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know they had a name. But the Bo's son, the, he was a police guy, goes, Megan, they're hot on this show. There's no way. When, when, when they found out that Black Patch is on. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> That's the name of the detective agency? Black Patch? You talk about bad dialogue. <laughs> well, yeah, black. Okay, dude. Ding. Uh, that's the title of this episode. When I put this out, it's gonna be uh, black, black patch. That's the funniest thing. Fucking horrible. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, so back. To, so this is what uh, talking about a counter at Farpoint leads to fucking uh, days of our lives. So, we, and there's no way you would guess guess that in a million years because no one would think of how terrible mm-hmm. that one is. It'll mm-hmm. be his last name and his. And his fucking missing eye, you know. So Riker says, "Oh wait, we can maybe do your plan if we can open the nacelles uh, and absorb the energy there. Uh, let's go." And Riker gets on the horn and addresses the crew about the plan, gives them the inspirational uh, speech. And Sean's listening. Shaw's listening. <laughs> Picard and Seven. I love this fucking scene. Oh God! Uh, they come up and ask Shaw for help, and uh, Picard's like. I know I'm like I'm no I know I'm the last person you want to see, but you know I, we need your help even from a dipshit from Chicago. And Shaw just looks at me and goes, "Nice you know, game recognizes game asshole recognizes asshole." Pete, it's true. You know, <laughs> you know when when you're that dick and someone throws that dick line at you, you're like, "That's a pretty good one, dick." You know, yeah. <laughs> most of my friendships. My deep, long, long-held friendships from when I was a kid. That's all ball busting. That all ball busting. It's and you know, but they, they, they would have been way better if they would have known each other uh, for years because it'd been a good ball busting move. You know what I'm saying? That, that was great, and uh, it wasn't earned, but it was good though. Oh, I, I just love it. That just it. That, that, that was the first, the first bit of affection they've had was him calling him a dipshit. Oh yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. He, Shaw figures it out. I'm the only one who's been around long enough who knows how to do this. Yes. Because of the grease monkey. I'm yeah. the old grease monkey, and that's who they need. So, uh, Seven and Shaw are working on the nacelles. And as he's working on them, he goes, You know, if the changeling was here, going to try to fuck us, this would be where it would happen. And she's like, You're yep. right. And I love how this is shot, Pete. Oh, yeah. Because um, she calls Riker. And instead of, you don't hear what she tells Riker. He just goes, copy that. And that's all you hear. Yep. And he tells the crew to take a deep breath. Shaw's got two minutes. And then Riker gives Picard the con. You take it, Admiral. And he sits down and he goes, when he goes, engage, chills up my spine. Oh, yeah. Music goes, chills. Like, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's why I love this so much. Everything about this. So this oh, is oh, uh, this so this is uh, next episode is when we get the really meaty scene with Picard. Oh, next episode right. can't wait to talk about. Yeah, okay, but, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh no, we were trying to say this one. This one is like I said before. This one felt so Star Trek because oh, yeah. it's coming together, coming up with an impossible way to get out of a situation, and again as they burst out of here. The, the the wonder of birth of space octopus babies. I'm like, that's Star Trek. Yep. <laughs> and uh 
Shell's got one to sell open and Sydney LaForge arrives to help. Now we know as viewers, this is the changeling right away. We know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't even, yeah. But she's like, hey, my dad, you know, legendary uh, Jordy LaForge, I can yeah. help out. And Shaw's, the way Shaw's talking to her. And especially when they said, no, don't bring anyone down here. We saw, I mean, they actually asked for no uh-huh. help. Uh-huh. And, well, and Shaw's playing it cool. But he's yeah. he's he's underneath the nacelle. He can't do anything to defend the shit. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's buying kid. time. Yeah, totally buying time, and uh, and she's like, well, if one was open and two wasn't, you know, we could fly out of here, but just no warp. And just as she's about to fucking shoot him, and uh, I love that. I love how he's playing it. Like he, he you know, he fucking knows, and. Seven gets the drop on her and says, you know, I told Riker not to send any help. And she's like, oh, come on, Commander. And she goes, Commander what? And she goes, Commander Hansen. And she immediately fucking shoots Fires. her and kills her yeah. fucking dead. And uh, and when Shaw's like, oh, how'd you know? And he, and, uh, and she it's says, great, great, great. Boom. Uh, you know, we, and they talked about this? it. You know, we saw the scene where she called her, uh, uh, she Commander, called her Co- uh, seven, Commander you know? Seven, and that's it. She, she calls me Commander Seven out of respect, and he kind of yeah. he takes it and he goes, "Good call." And I'm like, that's the spinoff I want to see. We already went off on it for twenty minutes. That's the fucking spinoff. I was like, they are these two are magic together on the screen. That's what and I'm they're talking hot about. together too. You know. I mean, I no, they would never hook him up, man. No, I don't think they're gonna hook him up, but they, but I give them they have chemistry is what I'm talking about. She's gay, right? I mean, we've established uh, that her and Rafi. Is she? Yeah, her and Rafi are a couple, and they they've broken up. I always buy. I always bought her as bi, but that's hey, possibly when you're a Borg. I mean, come on, who knows what's fucking going on there? But uh, anything is better than suddenly out of nowhere, she's fucking Chakotay. What the on Voyager? That one of the worst things ever on Voyager, at the end where they tack on that her and Chicote yeah, hate him for like the last three episodes. Who's by the way, both actors hated it, hated it. They were like, I'm sure, uh, fucking ridiculous. Because we all know Chicote had the hots for Janeway. We, yeah, we, we watched the. You know, we, he, remember he made he made a bathtub for her on that on that planet. And yeah, I mean, the bottom line was it was Ensign Kim who was going to bang a seven, you'd think. You know, yeah, anyway, that, like, yeah. you know, Harry weird Kim, science well. way, you know what I'm saying? Harry, oh, Harry, oh, Harry Kim, as they mentioned on the, the show, The Greatest Generation, Harry Kim is the ship's coxman. He gets around, you know, him and his him and his clarinet. They, they, they call it the clarinet. but And, uh, you know, if Paris wasn't involved with uh, Bellana, I think Paris might have, you know, banged a seven. Well, hopefully it's not uh, Neelix who is in a weird relationship with a toddler. (laughs) I loved Kess, but what the fuck were they thinking? I know, right? (laughs) That That was a big deal, getting rid of her. And I loved her. And boy, she, ooh. Poor woman, she has had a rough life. Seven replaced her in in the... Not in the role, but in like you know, she's had a rough life. Let me just say that, and I hope she is better and gets better. But she's had a, you know, I mean, Hollywood's rough enough. But I think she's had oh, some. Sure. She's had some, uh, you know, mental 
uh, disease. Uh, and I mean, issues, you did, you know, theater, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I know all the crazies. <laughs> yeah, he did that, you know. I, dude, I loved her. She was a hell of a fucking actress. Remember, she was in that American History X movie with uh, Edward Norton as the sister. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm the Star Trek guy. I'm watching this intense, weird movie. I'm like, hey, Kes. All right, so. Shaw gets the nacelle open, like I said. She shoots him. The second nacelle open, multiple asteroids ahead. Jack's calling out the coordinates. And they're doing the same thing that he did with his dad to avoid the asteroids. They cut life support so the thrusters can be at 100%. The wave hits. It charges them back up. And they cut with the crew. They keep The whole theme of this is like if the crew sticks together, there's this shot of them all just doing their shit as professionals. Boom, 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 boom. And it's working. That was great. Gun at LaForge. The Shrike is right ahead of him. And we get one of the greatest scenes ever in Star Trek, Pete. Will Riker uses the tractor beam. Oh, yeah. This is like straight out of the Avengers. Grabs an asteroid and throws it right in the fucking face of the strike, sending it flying, knocking it out. And Beverly is like, a payback spot. Oh, it's a payback. So we told her that's a wrestling spot. It's a payback spot. But again, our the director of this episode directed this scene for himself. And bravo, Jonathan Frakes. When Beverly goes, Will, did you throw an asteroid at them? And he goes, you're goddamn right I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was the best. It was, it was like John Wayne. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was so awesome. Yeah, and then they see all the and Seven and Shaw arrive on the bridge as all the space octopus babies are flown around. And I love this scene because in the middle of the survival of their fighting this amazing thing happens, which is why they say, yeah, we get into fights all the time, but we join Starfleet for this shit, not to fight. You know, this is what we're all about. And they're all fucking in total, all of it, even Shaw, you know, and, and Beverly gets to, you know, do the line to seek out new life, which is a little... (laughs) Which is a little too on the nose until Riker goes, yeah, now let's boldly get the hell out of here. It warps <laughs> the fuck out. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And as we're wrapping this up, Jack's looking around. He sees the, the crew embracing as a family. By the way, the Vulcans embracing the other people has pissed off a lot of nerds on the IMDb. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, there's so minor characters here you know like why are the Vulcans being so emotional you know what you know what you do in those situations you do what I do create a head cannon. well maybe this Vulcan is half human and embracing your human side just shut the fuck up and enjoy the goddamn show and they cut to, back to five years and ago and you're watching the background characters you're missing everything yep they cut back to five years ago at 10 forward and Picard's telling the cadets you're only good as those around you. And they pull back and he goes, he goes, I need to eat my haddock. It's getting cold. It should be ice cold by now with all these fucking stories. And uh, did I tell you how I got this flute? It was amazing. I lived on <laughs> <the> flute. <laughs> and, you 
And Jack's there at the bar and says, well, we hear all about the Starfleet, but how about a real family? And Picard says, you know, out loud to, I guess, to get over with these kids. He's like, oh, Starfleet is the only family I'll ever need. And that's all Jack needed to hear and takes off. And while they're showing us that, you're seeing Picard remember that incident and remember him and go, oh, fuck, and realize what happened. And it's a really great scene. Does great it feel, scene. It almost felt like, you know, Picard didn't want any part of talking about it. And then all of a sudden, they like, he's like, realize he's the center of attention. They want to hear all the stories. And then he's actually playing into his ego in a way, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's good. But he, he is the heartbreak and realizes that he sent his son away. Yeah. By saying exactly. that shit. No, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And uh, that's where we see the left hand brewing sticker, too. So well, during that uh, emotional scene, I was like, yeah, those are my boys. Next time you're there, you should ask for the Picard uh, fish and chips. Next time I'm there, I'm going to say you guys need to make a because they make special brews. They're just like, yeah, it makes and they've got wonderful artists and shit. I'm like, you guys need to. Oh, their cans are awesome looking. You, know, you guys need to put out something that you can get around copyrights with that's hearkening to Picard because that's a big thing. Like, I, I already said that because I'm there on a weekly basis and I know everyone who runs the place. I'm going to talk to the people I know. It's like the, the, some of the managers go, like, you need it's to be doing like a Picard viewing party. Even that, a dude. Oh, that'd be great. I mean, they do stuff like uh, like and then tie it in with the merch and shit. You know, they uh, and uh, but put out First a special. Fifty people get a fucking Picard mug. With, make like, a special, Earth. make a special brew using Earl Grey tea. They use peanut Ooh, butter and all kinds of. There you shit. go. You know. Oh, I've got ideas for my friends at Left Hand Brewing. How to make some money off of uh, Roddenberry's estate. <laughs> Damn straight, he can't sue. Mm-hmm. So. Then we cut to Riker, who's talking to Troy. We get to see Troy, um, and they make up. Uh, uh, Terry Metalis, the showrunner, did respond to a tweet uh, today where people were like, kind of saying the same thing we were saying, like, yeah. oh, it's a shame Marina Sirtis can't fucking do anything except you know this this shit." And uh, they pointed out that she lives in London. She's got a life. It's a lot of it her choice. And he's like, uh, "And just you know, we'll just wait. There's three episodes to go." Trust me, you know, just, just have faith. You're, 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 the whole gang is getting back together. You don't, they don't. Yeah, well, we see it. Together. I mean, we see it. I mean, she's in the promotional posters. It wasn't to say. She wasn't. Just, she wasn't in the promotional posters. Was she not? Oh, wow. No, okay. that's what, that's the thing. I thought she wasn't even going to be in it. So, but that was a big part. It's like, she couldn't be because of commitments and, she, and where she lived. And uh, the last thing we see is Jack washing up in the basin and having hallucinations with, like I said, red branches, a red opening door. And then like a firestorm burning a planet, which is leads yeah. to my Pa Wraith theory. Uh, I don't know why Jack Crusher would have a Pa Wraith in him. Uh, but I, it's, it's where I'm, it's where I'm going. I mean, again, we don't know I much about completely it. Wrong, but Boy, did I love this episode, Pete. And uh, it just gets better and better. And thanks so much uh, uh, for sharing this with us, listeners. Thanks again, Pete. Uh, this is a Thank you, long, John. A, oh, you're welcome. This has been a long one and a fun one, my friend. And uh, Hell yeah, brother. 
And uh, everyone, uh, we'll talk to you next time. you